Welcome to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. Have a question for the show or need assistance with your retirement plan? Give Philip a call today, 863-285-3815. The year 2023 will bring some significant changes to our retirement system here in the U.S. with the passage of Secure Act 2.0. But the good news is Philip Statler is all over this and he's here to break it all down for us. We're so glad you're here with us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. And Philip, I know we have a lot to unpack here in this first part of the show with Secure Act 2.0. And this is something that you have been very aware of as far as these changes coming down. That's for sure. You know, it seems like Congress always wants to stick these things in um, at the last yes. minute, and they want to stick it in with a sp- you know an yes. of a spending bill. Right. Um, same thing happened in 2019 yep. with the original Secure Act. You That's know, right. it was a last minute thing done, and nobody really knew about it. And they've done the same thing again to us two years, three years later in 2022. Yep. We've got Secure Act 2.0 which has somewhere between, I think, 11, 12, maybe 13 different bullet points mm-hmm. and different things that they've expanded on. And uh, and uh, they probably think they made it better. <laughs> yeah, I think we've when we've talked about some of the proposals before, we joked we weren't sure if it was a sequel or a do-over or, or maybe a little bit of both. But either way, we're calling this Secure Act 2.0. And you're right, they, they did pass this thing right at the tail end of the year, I think in that week between Christmas and New Year's of 2022, when we are the least plugged into what's going on in the news and certainly in the financial <laughs> world, because... Uh, we are certainly not looking at our, our bank account statements that week. We've just been do- doing all our Christmas shopping and enjoying all the the holidays and really not paying attention to any of this. But that's when it was passed. And you're right, Philip, there are some, some provisions here, some key provisions that we want to spend a little bit of time on. I'll just go through and list off a couple of the ones that I'm aware of and, and kind of get your thoughts on some of these. But the first one requires automatic 401k enrollment at a rate of at least 3% but not more than 10%. Um, So everybody who starts a a job with a company now is going to automatically be enrolled into a 401k plan. Now businesses with under 10 employees or brand new companies that are just starting up, they're exempt from this. But Philip, I mean, again, sounds like a good thing to, to get people to save for retirement, but that required, that mandatory uh, side of this is what I think kind of trips, trips some people up a little bit. Well, it, it does. And you think about it, how much more responsibility now are they taking away from the employee and putting it on the employer? Be- because the employer is going to be the one who gets in trouble if they don't automatically enroll that employee. If that employee doesn't expect it or isn't ready for it, then you know they're expecting their paycheck to be X and ends up being Y and they don't know why. And there's all this you know, back and forth. And so I think it has some good intentions because obviously the American people do not save enough for retirement, especially those younger folks. And so I think, I think that is a help. Now, granted, if you work for a small business, less than 10 employees, well, then those, those employers are exempt. Um, I think overall it's probably a, a good thing. I think you'll probably see most employers stay at that 3%, 4% rate um, and not get crazy. 
Right. Absolutely. And here's the big one that I really want to get some thoughts from you on, because you and I chatted about this one a little bit off air, but um, increasing the age for RMDs required minimum distributions this year, 2023, it is now age 73, and it will eventually go up to age 75, but not for another 10 years. That doesn't happen until 2033. So, Philip, we spent the whole last year talking about when you're 72, now you have to start taking money out of your accounts. And now all of a sudden, I'm guessing that changes some planning for people who thought they had to do it. Right. You get a little reprieve now. So a whole year. I like it. I mean, I think that anytime we can kick that RMD down the road, it it opens up some really neat planning opportunities with Roth conversions and some other things um, because we still have the QCD option starting at 70 and a half. And, uh, and so that's a big deal. I like it. I think they should have gone to 75 quicker than just in 10 years, but I know okay. they're looking for tax revenue, but, but it gives me and my clients one more year to plan and, and help with um, Roth conversions and that type of thing. The other little part with RMD thing is they reduced the penalty for not taking your RMD from 50% down to 25%. Yeah, that's another big one. Uh I've really never known anybody that had to pay that penalty if they filed the right form on their income tax return. Right. But, um, but, But it is, I mean moving in the right direction there as well. Yeah, I mean, even even if it doesn't impact a ton of people, um, still seems to me like it would be a good thing to um, have that one removed from from something that we need to be concerned about as far as as far as that penalty um because really just just talk a little bit about a little bit more philip about your thoughts on um this idea of pushing back the age and how important is it to have a good handle on things like when to take required minimum distributions and and how we should be taking money out of our retirement accounts it seems like that's a, a pretty important um rule to be aware of it is very important because if you miss it, like I said, you're going to get hit with that penalty. Even though they reduce the penalty, it's nonetheless a penalty that takes away from your income. The other thing that it really allows us to do is so many people wait until they hit that RMD age to start taking their required minimum distributions. And and I got to tell you, Jen, that can be a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, we sit down with folks all the time that, that are in a zero or 10% tax bracket and so they're really wasting that tax bracket because they're not, they could be pulling money out of their IRA or doing Roth conversions. There's a lot of things they could be doing to help for their future tax bills down the road, but nobody really talks to them about that. You know, and then again, that's one of the reasons we developed our core retirement design to help people really and truly design the retirement they always dreamed of. And in there, we look at a couple of things. One is obviously risk, two is taxes, and three is income. Those three things we want to outline and, and really delve into to make sure people are on the right path to retirement they always dreamed of. Folks, you can give us a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815 to schedule your core retirement analysis where we'll help you make sure that you're on the path to the retirement you always dreamed of. 
That number one more time, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Philip, when we talk a little bit about some of these recent changes with Secure Act 2.0, um, aside from increasing the age for when to take money out, we also see some changes for how we make contributions. There's an increase in the catch-up contributions. That's been bumped up to $10,000 a year, but that doesn't start for a couple more years, and it applies for savers age 60 to 63. So just a little way to help some of those folks who are getting really close to retirement in those last few years of their working years, give them an opportunity to throw a little bit more into their into their savings for retirement. Yeah, it does. And to me, that's, um, you know, it's, they're, they're skinning it down to just those people in that, it's like a three-year. Yeah, age I thought bracket, that was a right? smaller group of people. All right, I wondered you about know, that. To me, they're they're really um, that that one. I mean, I get it; those people need to make more contributions, but but why not increase that gap? Right? Let's go from from sixty to sixty-five instead of like. 60 to 63, 60 to 63 or, right yeah 62 <laughs> to 64 I mean it just it did not make any sense as to where they came up with those numbers and and how they determined what that was going to look like overall I right. mean I, I just think that that was um it could have been done better and more effectively I think you should just be thankful, Philip. It's not like 60 to 62 and a half or 63 and a half or some half half birthday (laughs) situation. We know they've done that in the past. But um, also um, changing um, here. Here's one that I thought was interesting, especially you've got some grandkids now going on, Philip, allowing tax and penalty free rollovers to Roth IRAs from 529 college savings accounts that are at least 15 years old. Because, Philip, sometimes you got folks who wanted to save for the grandkids, help them pay for college, but maybe that child didn't end up going to college or maybe they joined the military and had it covered another way. This gives those folks a little bit more flexibility for for how they can benefit from that money that they set aside in that 529 plan. It it does. And I got to tell you, I kind of like this one um, because I I think it, it you know, because what happened before, right? If you didn't use it, and you took it back out yourself, you had to pay a 30% penalty on the earnings. Obviously you already paid money on the, on the, um, right on the contribution. So you didn't have to do anything with that, but, but still a 30% penalty for the the money plus, plus other things. So I I like this provision. I mean, I, I think it goes to the heart of, Hey, look, if I didn't use it for retirement, I mean, if I didn't use it for education, now I can use it for retirement. Um, you know, we talk to our clients all the time about the reverse of that. You know, let's we can use your Roth IRA to help offset some of the kids' college expenses. You know, and and get some tax-free money that way. So, so I like it going the other way as well. I, I think it makes good sense. And Philip, here's another one I, I wanted to ask you about. I should have brought this up when we talked about the RMDs, um, the the age changing, but changing the RMD rules for Roth 401ks, eliminating that requirement starting in 2024. So really some significant changes with the, the required minimum distributions and when we need to start taking money out really, I think, speaks to the benefit of working with somebody like you, Philip, who stays on top of all of these changes and can help us navigate as the rules keep changing on us. Well, that's right. And to me, that one was, again, a, a no-brainer, right? Because, I mean, that money is not taxable anyway. So whether, what does the government right. care What's the point? pull money yeah. out or don't pull money out, right? So I think that that was just, uh, 
you know, kind of a, Hey, look, we, we made a mistake back there. We need to fix it and we'll fix it here. So people don't have to take money out of that account. They don't want to. Yeah. I, I just, I just think again, it, it speaks Philip to the need to, to work with somebody who can help stay on top of all these rules because people are, people are concerned about the, the changing landscape with retirement. They're worried if they've saved enough, they're worried if they're following the rules the right way. They're worried if the money's going to last as long as they need it to last. And Philip, that's really where, where your process and some of the planning that you guide people through uh, really becomes valuable, I'd say. Yeah, it really does, Jen, you know, because there are people that are really concerned about have they saved enough? Am I going to, you know, with inflation the way it is, is it going to get me through where I need to be? You know, but here's the deal. I'm going to guess that 90% of the folks out there don't have an income plan. They don't have any kind of plan, right, for retirement. Mm -hmm. And so that's really one of those things that that I feel is very important that people have that written retirement income because it's your roadmap. To retirement. You know where the money's going to come from every month because you don't get a paycheck anymore. It is important. It allows folks to feel more financially stable. And again, that's why we created the core retirement design to help people design that retirement they always dreamed of. Folks, that's why I offer 30 minute, no obligation, phone consultation, going through our core retirement analysis to make sure you've got all the pieces in place for the retirement you always dreamed of. It's simple. It's easy. Give us a call at 863-285-3815 to schedule your core retirement analysis. Again, that's 863-285-3815. We'd love to have a conversation with you to make sure you're on the right path to the retirement you always dreamed of. 863-285-3815 is that number. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. We'll be back. Turn your plans of yesterday into yes today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Call Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Philip Statler at Statler Financial often talks about the difference between retirement savings and retirement income. It isn't necessarily how much money you've saved that's most important. It's having a steady stream of income in retirement no matter how long you live. Philip has strategies that can help you create consistent monthly income for the rest of your life. He can help you make important decisions today so you can have the income you need in retirement. Having a big nest egg is great, but how will it provide you with income you need for as long as you live? Call Philip Statler at Statler Financial to find out. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Turn your portfolio into a plan with help from Philip today. 863-285-3815. Advisory services are offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. Let's talk a little bit about some of the topics to put on your retirement planning list. Now, Philip, I I love lists. I love checklists. I'm one of those people who at the end of the day, if I did some things that weren't on my list, go ahead and put them on there just so I have the satisfaction of checking them off. (laughs) So (laughs) this is really up my alley when we start talking about our retirement plan 
planning list. But, you know, I, I don't know if this happens to you, Philip. Sometimes your your to-do list can get kind of out of control. It can get a little bit overwhelming and then you just kind of check out and you shut down and you start avoiding the things on your list because there's there's just too many of them. So we don't want to overwhelm our listeners today. We want to keep it simple. Let's do this. I'm going to challenge you, Philip. Just give me three things. What would be your top three topics for your retirement planning list? And then we'll work from that for the rest of the show. All right, man. So you don't you don't you don't want me to give you the whole, you know, <laughs> two, three pages no, I have on my legal pad here. We don't want to be freaking out about this. No. <laughs> Those are that, that definitely overwhelmed. I used to I used to keep checklists. Um and you know, you get two or three pages and it's like, ah, forget it. So now I write down five things I need to get done today and that's it. Works much better. But uh but hey, let's talk about three things that we need to make sure that we have buttoned down when it comes to retirement planning. Mm -hmm. And those three things are gonna be income because when you retire, you lose a paycheck. Two is gonna be healthcare slash long-term care because we don't know, our health is not guaranteed. You can be healthy today and not tomorrow. Um, and then um, and then this next one's a big one for me, um, Jen. It's one of those things that really, I don't think enough people um, pay attention to, including advisors out there. Okay. And that's taxes. Oh, and that's taxes. Right. Mm -hmm. I think taxes are overlooked and we underutilize a lot of the tools that are out there that folks could be using right. um, going into retirement. Okay. All right. So those are some good ones that we want to put on our list. Just tell me a little bit about why this is your top three. Why did you put these topics on top of your list for planning for retirement? Well, I, I think that they they go a long way to um, certainty and, and folks, when they retire, they, they want certainty in their life. Sure. And so, you know, income, knowing where that income is going to come from every month, having that income plan in place. Well, that, that, that gives you financial certainty. I, I know it's going to be there. I'm going to get it. Healthcare. That is some uncertainty, right? We, we've yep. got uncertainty there. We don't know uh, what tomorrow holds. And so we, we need to have some plan in place to deal with those healthcare issues should they arise? Maybe they don't. Maybe we, we get through retirement and, and the end of our life and we don't really have any major health care setbacks. And, and that's great. But but we need to have a plan in place in case we do. Mm -hmm. And then taxes. I believe that we are in the lowest tax brackets that you and I will ever see. Um, and so now is the time to be proactive, not reactive when it comes to taxes. And, and I think there are some strategies out there that folks don't pay attention to that could be utilized to to put them in a better position, not necessarily today, but in 10 years mm -hmm. when I believe tax rates are going to be skyrocketing. All right. Those are some good points there. And and I guess, Philip, for, for people who are feeling overwhelmed by retirement, because, I mean, you, you're going to simplify this throughout the, the next couple segments of the show today and just focusing on these three things. A lot of people feel overwhelmed by planning for retirement. Maybe they're worried they haven't done enough to prepare for it. What do you tell those folks who are feeling overwhelmed or just concerned about their current situation? Well, I think that don't be, right? Just reach out to a professional and sit down with them and let them help you. Be prepared, right? I mean, that's all it is, is we've got this uncertainty about retirement because one, we've never done it before. And so talk to somebody, 
that's walked other folks down that path of retirement to make sure that you've got all your ducks in a row and that you've got the plan in place that you need to make sure that you're going to have the retirement you, you always dreamed of. So that's exactly, Jen, why we created our core retirement design in order to help folks design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. Look, the first 30 minutes is on me. All you have to do is call, set it up at the office, and we will reach out and have a phone meeting, a Zoom meeting, whatever you want. 863-285-3815 to make sure you have all the pieces in place for that retirement. That's what our core retirement design is all about. Putting the pieces into place, helping you design that retirement so that you have that confidence to know that your retirement is what you want it to be. Again, that number is 863-285-3815. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. And I am Jen Rizak alongside talking today about the top three items on our retirement planning checklist. And certainly income is, is one of those very important ones to think about. But Philip, when we're looking at income, how do we back up? How do we know if we've saved enough to retire that we'll we'll have enough saved to get that income from in retirement? Well, I think for us, we go, we kind of go backwards, right? I, I think that you need to know the end first, not how much do I need in my bucket. Mm-hmm. We need to know how much income are you going to need when you retire? What is it? What are we replacing? What do we need? Mm-hmm. Because then that helps us decide what we need to do to get to that number. That gives us a number that we know you need to have to be able to retire comfortably. And so that's our starting point. It's not how much do I need? It's how much are we going to need from income? Okay. And then we can work backwards to kind of get what that number looks like. Gotcha. And, and let's talk a little bit about the ways we can generate that income in retirement. Philip, tell me about some of the conversations that you have. What are some of the options for generating income out of that savings that we have? So we put together, we, I'm a big bucket guy, right? So, <laughs> so we'll have buckets of money. Right. So, so typically we're going to see folks have somewhere between four and six buckets of money, right? That first bucket is going to be just savings money, right? Emergency money, in case you need it, it's there. Probably won't earn much, but, but you can put your fingers on it. Sure. The second is going to be an income bucket and the income bucket depends on what's happening in the current economy, right? We, you know, a lot of times we'll use, a conservative portfolio for our our growth, not our growth bucket, for our income bucket, right? So we'll pull income out of that on a regular basis. We'll sprinkle in usually some annuities because annuities will do two things. One, they give us some safety in, in principle. Um, if we use the index annuities that we, we like and, and think that they make the most sense. So there's no risk to our principle. And we structure those so that they come due when we need them for our income. And then the growth bucket, well, the growth bucket is going to be the growth bucket, right? It's going to be sitting out there in, in, in the stock market, you know, with ups and downs and ebb and flows. The other area that sometimes we'll pull income from, um, Jen, is we'll, we'll have a dividend portfolio. Um, and that dividend portfolio does a couple things for us. It creates income, but it also, at least right now under the current tax code, uh, gives us some um, favorable income because it gets taxed like more like long-term capital gains instead of ordinary income. 
so let's talk a little bit about um, how having a, a, a true retirement income plan, what you would put together for somebody's an income plan, how is that different from recognizing, Philip, I have some of these different places where my money is and I'm just going to take withdrawals at a time that I think makes sense. Talk a little bit about the difference between what, what you would describe as a true income plan and somebody who's got a, a bunch of different things that, that, that they just want to take money out of <laughs> when they get to retirement. So here's my analysis of that, right? So, so I, I call that the income plan versus the junk drawer plan because that's what folks have, right? They have a bunch of stuff. If you open your junk, junk drawer at the house, there's a bunch of stuff in there. It's all useful, usually. You know, there's batteries, there's wrenches, there's tools, you know, there's, there's uh, screwdrivers, all stuff that you, you, you may need and they're there, but there's no plan on how they get used. And, and I call that the same thing. So people have a lot of stuff. They have a lot of products. They have mutual funds. They have annuities. Um, they, they have brokerage accounts, but they don't have a plan. And so that plan puts them all together and says, here's, the, hey, here's how they're all going to work together. Right, because we have IRA money, we have non-qualified money. What's the most tax-effective way? Well, I see so many people say, "Well, I'm just going to take it out of my IRA over here." Well, sure. maybe, just maybe, that's not the most tax-efficient way mm-hmm. for you to be taking money out. And and having that plan in place helps increase that efficiency when it comes to taxes, because most people, the majority of their money is in IRAs retirement accounts, taxable money. And so we want to sprinkle that in with non-taxable money and try to eliminate as much as we can when it comes to taxes. Mm -hmm. And folks, that's why we help create what we think is the best thing you can have when it comes to retirement. And that's an income plan. Mm -hmm. So many people do not, I mean, statistically it's out there. People do not have a retirement income plan. They may have a financial plan that they did 15, 20 years ago. Sure. It's outdated. Hmm. You know, it's not going to mm-hmm. give you what you need now when it comes to that income plan. And so putting together that income plan, really, one, it makes people think about what am I going to need? What are my true expenses that I, I need to cover? And, and then when are we going to take Social Security? Because that plays into the whole role, right? I, I was meeting with a guy the other day. He's a, he's a younger younger gentleman, and he wants to retire in 10 years, so he'll be in his early 60s, and he thinks he wants to take Social Security. And, and I look, and I ran the numbers. We put together an income plan, and, and literally, Jen, if he waits until he's 67 mm-hmm. to start drawing a Social Security, even though he's taking out the money he needs from 62 to 67, he literally ends up with more money at the end of 40 years in his accounts than if he started taking it at 62. Really? So it's running those numbers and knowing what those numbers mean for you that make the difference. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's why income planning is so important, folks. That's why we developed our core retirement design to walk you through that process, to put you in a place that you can make the right choices so you have the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. 3815, or you can go to our website at statlerfinancial.com, sign up for your 30-minute phone call. It's that simple. It's that easy, folks. Don't go into retirement without an income plan. 863-285-3815. 
3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is the president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. If you have a healthy balance in your retirement accounts, great job. That's what we're all trying to do. But a healthy balance isn't an income plan. We'll get into that a little bit more on the other side of the break. Stay with us. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. We'll be back. Philip Statler at Statler Financial often talks about the difference between retirement savings and retirement income. It isn't necessarily how much money you've saved that's most important. It's having a steady stream of income in retirement no matter how long you live. Philip has strategies that can help you create consistent monthly income for the rest of your life. He can help you make important decisions today so you can have the income you need in retirement. Having a big nest egg is great, but how will it provide you with income you need for as long as you live? Call Philip Statler at Statler Financial to find out. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Turn your portfolio into a plan with help from Philip today. 863-285-3815. Advisory services are offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. Uh, Talking today about some of the items that need to go on our retirement planning checklist and income is certainly one of them. And Philip, just because you have a healthy balance in your retirement savings account doesn't mean you have an income plan like we were just talking about. You still have some work to do. And one of the things you need to think about is... um, preserving your income from some of the different risks that are out there. That's an important piece of this, Philip, rather than just having your money parked in a bunch of different types of accounts. Talk a little bit about some of the risks we need to be aware of and what can we do to help preserve our income from some of those risks? Absolutely, Jen. You know, I mean, the stock market is a pool of risk assets, right? They they move up and they move down. And we saw a couple good years where they moved up nice and, and, and we've seen a year where um, they've given back mm-hmm. and nobody knows what the future holds, whether they'll be up or down over the next 12 months. Right. So we need to incorporate not just stock market investments. Now we need them. Don't sure, get me wrong. Sure. We got to have them. And I, I see people all the time that don't have any, and that's a mistake. We, we need to have that to help, facilitate growth mm-hmm. and to help through the inflationary periods of time. Uh, but but we need to sprinkle in some other vehicles that are going to be more principal protected where we don't have to worry about losing the money we put in there to stop market risk. Um, and for us, I mean, we'll, we'll use index annuities. We'll use life insurance. I mean, all those things come into play to help preserve the asset. And, and so, not all annuities are equal. Not all life insurance is equal. There are certain kinds that have principal protection. There's other kinds that don't. Mm-hmm. And so you need to know the tools you're using in that toolbox to make sure you're using the right ones for the right thing at the right time. And and that's really what we kind of specialize in is that that expectation of, okay, we're in retirement or we're getting close to retirement. How do we need to set that plan up mm-hmm. to make sure it's going to work for us? In retirement. 
All right, that that makes sense. What about what about risks fill up like healthcare costs? I know having a plan for healthcare is one of those things that we want to be thinking about. We've got that on our short list here today. Healthcare costs are projected to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars in retirement. The the latest estimate from Fidelity says the average 65-year-old couple can expect to spend over $300,000 throughout retirement and that doesn't even include long-term care. So how do we prepare for that one? You know, it's funny. I keep looking at that number and it's in the, I think in the last three years, it's gone up $65,000. It keeps going up. Um, yeah, <laughs> it keeps going up. And and I get it because Medicare keeps raising their premiums. Mm-hmm. Medicare supplements keep going up. Um, so so all that gets added into that healthcare cost, right? Um, so I think this one, you need to make sure that you make the right decision when it comes to your Medicare options, mm-hmm. right? If, if you're heading into retirement, you're 65, what do I choose? You know, do I use an advantage plan? Do I get an old fashioned supplement? You know, those are questions that you really need to look carefully at and make sure that you're going to make the right choice for your health situation going forward. The other thing that you mentioned was long-term care, right? Mm-hmm. That The numbers they talk about in the Fidelity study don't even include long-term care. Right. And we can't go into retirement without at least having some plan in place for long-term care. Now, you know, there's a lot of different options out there. We'll talk about those in a little bit, but, but, but we need to have a plan in place. And that's crucial as you head into retirement. What are some of the options? Let's go ahead and get into that. What are some of the options for addressing those long-term care costs? I know it, it's pretty different for retirees today than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago, right? It is. Uh, there, there are some more options, but let's just talk about the old, you know, the old tried and true option, right? Number one is you've got long-term care insurance. Yeah, just standalone right? long-term standalone, care policy. Okay. Long-term care, you, you go, you buy it, you pay for it. It's expensive. It's got different things. You know, back 20 years ago, you could get a policy that um, was lifetime, right? You have a lifetime benefit. Man, it is tough to find a lifetime benefit now. If you do, it's a Cadillac policy. It's it's pretty expensive, right? Right. And so now we're seeing times where they have a three-year or five-year benefit period for that long-term care. But it's an option, right? Mm -hmm. It's something I think everybody should at least look at to see if it makes sense for them. So the other tools that are out there is um, a a couple. One is life insurance. So there are life insurance companies that have developed life insurance contracts that will have a long-term care rider or benefit within that contract. Um, And so this is a great option if you're thinking, I'll never need it. But if I do, I've got it. If I don't, my kids will get the, the money when I pass away. Now, the, the benefit is, is it's there if you need it. The, the downside is, is if you need it, it reduces the death benefit, which only makes sense, right? So so that's that's an option there. There are annuities that have long-term care riders on. They're made for long-term care. Um, same thing there. You know, if you have to use it, well, it's going to reduce the value of that annuity to your beneficiary. So, so that's another option. Lastly, you don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. because that's an option, right? right. We, we do that. I suppose, yeah. uh, you need to understand what happens when you make that choice, right? What it puts your family through. 
what you have to do, you know, what it takes to qualify for Medicaid, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what you have to get rid of, what you have to spend down. I mean, there's a lot of rules and regulations when it comes to that. So people need to understand what that is. Folks, if you don't know where you are when it comes to long-term care, it's just one of the areas you need to look at. Give us a call at 863-285-3815, and let's just have a discussion about that part of it. That number again, 863-285-3815. Philip, let's talk about one of the other items on our list here today, and that is taxes. Um, This seems like a pretty significant one, an important one to talk about. How often do people overlook taxes as they're planning for retirement? Seems like we think about it during tax season, but not necessarily in the context that you like to talk about it. Now you're getting to where I like to talk. That's right. So, I thought you might so like here's that. here's the deal, right? So it is important and it has always overlooked. And, and that's sad because I see people wasting tax brackets. And, and it's, you know, I wish I, I sometimes say, well, I wish you'd have seen me three years ago. You know, we could have wiped out that IRA and you'd have paid no money on, no taxes on it. Um, and so we still try to do that for our clients. We, we run the numbers and, and we'll sit out and we'll put together rough conversion plans because now is the time because in 2026 taxes go up. So we've got a short window to do a lot of work in. We do have a short window to do a lot of work in, and it's getting it's getting even shorter. I was glancing at the calendar as you were saying that. <laughs> it seemed like so, uh, Philip, it wasn't all that long ago that it seemed like, oh my goodness, it will be so far before these tax rates change, but it's just getting closer and closer and closer. And, and I just think it's so important that we recognize that. And Philip, especially when we're having this conversation about the difference between uh, tax planning, thinking long-term ahead, thinking about when these tax rates expire versus just getting our taxes prepared every year because those are two totally different things very different things so tax preparation is just that right you take your stuff to somebody they prepare your taxes and say hey look you're getting a refund or unfortunately you owe money one or the other right um the the other case is being proactively planning doing tax planning means i'm putting out a plan for the next I don't know, three, five, sometimes we go out eight years of planning to help reduce the overall tax bill, not just to the individual, but to the individual's whole family. What does that look like? Because folks, when you retire, your biggest asset 90% of the time is your IRA. And with the, with the Secure Act 1.0, when you pass away, your kids are going to inherit it and they've got to liquidate it within 10 years and most of the time they are in their highest earning years meaning they're paying their highest taxes they're going to ever pay and now they got to add more on with your ira they just inherited so there's some planning there it is important people don't pay enough attention to doing tax planning everybody out there wants to get your money invest it they don't want to take the plan time to do the planning to make sure that you pay the least amount in taxes over your lifetime right. as possible. Are there some things we might consider that could help reduce the impact of, on, of taxes on our overall retirement? There, there are. I mean, especially now that they've extended that required minimum distribution to age 73, right? So it gives us a little bit more time to run Roth conversions, and, and not have to take out the required minimum distribution as well, because you can't roll that into the Roth. 
yeah, there are some tools out there that folks need to be aware of. They can use what's called a QCD. That's a qualified charitable distribution. Um, and that saves folks a whole bunch of money. Now, there is some criteria, right? You got to be at least 70 and a half before you can use that tool. But that's a huge tool. Um, another tool is um, some charitable giving outside of the IRA. So there are tools that can be used. You need to know what they are and how best to implement them. Um, and so that's really a, a focus that we focus on now because I just feel like there is a sense of urgency given the expiration of the uh, Trump tax law changes, um, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of 2025. So that that's 2025. That's the last year of uh, these uh, tax brackets that we're going to see. Yeah. Yeah. And it's getting so much closer. Like I said, when when this first passed, it was the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. And it seemed like so many years until these tax rates would expire. But now, oh, my goodness, it's just getting closer and closer. Philip, just real quickly, walk us through the process here as you're helping people have this conversation and, and do some of that analysis as to their situation. And how do we how do we map out our path forward? Walk me through that real quickly, what this looks Looks like so so our process is pretty simple right first we want to have a 30-minute conversation with you whether that's a zoom meeting a telephone call a couple reasons one we want to make sure you're on the right path that we can actually help you map out the retirement you always dreamed of second we're going to get together and we're going to run a couple different things one we're going to look see how much risk you have in your current portfolio two we're going to run some cursory Roth conversion numbers to see what makes sense for you and how much money you could be saving your whole uh, family by doing some Roth conversions. And then thirdly, we're going to make sure you have an income plan in place to make sure that you're going to have the income that you need in retirement. 863-285-3815 or statlerfinancial.com. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. We'll have a little bit more on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Turn your plans of yesterday into yes today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Call Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. This is your captain speaking. We're expecting fair skies, a smooth flight, and about a... 85% chance or so of making it to our destination. So sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy the rest of the flight. Would you stay on that plane? Of course not. Well, do you have a retirement plan where you probably won't run out of money? You need a plan that no matter the destination will help you get to and through retirement successfully. Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial Services can design a plan to help you get to your destination as comfortably as possible, even if Wall Street or the economy causes some turbulence. Call Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Services team to start working on your plan. 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Get a plan designed to allow you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the retirement you've worked so hard for. 863-285-3815. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Statler Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. 
Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. You know, there are so many big decisions you have to weigh as you head into retirement. And we like to take one of those big decisions and really dive into the pros and cons. We call this retirement yay or nay. This is always fun to take a big issue, weigh the the upside and the downside, and then make our decision yay or nay. And Philip, this week's topic, planning your RV retirement. I don't know. What do you think about that one? (laughs) You know, I will say that I've got some clients and some friends that have have retired Uh and have uh, gone out and bought the RV and done the thing, traveling around. Uh, I don't know that I have a whole lot that actually live in their RV. Sure, sure. um, But they spend a good time in their RV out and about. Um, People do it. I had one client that did um, take off. Um, but he came back three months later. <laughs> <laughs> so not quite uh, not quite uh, totally buying in there to the RV retirement, but certainly something that people do. You know, my aunt and uncle uh, got an RV and they use it to host what they call Grammy camp. And they have... They keep it parked out at, at the lake. They have the grandkids come out. They host their little Grammy camp. The grandkids come out and camp, and then everybody goes back home. So, you know, there's, there's just another idea of what you can do with your RV. And you got grandkids, Grammy camp, just something to think about. All right, so here's what we're going to do, Philip. We're going to go through some of the possible pros and cons of buying an RV or taking it to that extreme, even living in an RV in retirement. I don't know how many people really want to go that far, but at least having one, there are some pros and cons, some things to think about. So possible pros here, you can live on a modest budget since they, you know, those RV lots and campsites are relatively cheap to use. We should put a little asterisk there. That is after the initial investment of buying the RV. Yeah, that's expensive. That would probably go under con number one. So we'll we'll get to that one in a minute here on the the negatives here. Uh, Another possible pro, buy less stuff because you have limited storage space. So kind of forces you to hold off on, on other impulse purchases. Um, you can take the road less traveled in an RV. You can go out, see a lot of things, especially you think about, you know, Philip, if you want to hit some of those big national parks out west, um, you know, you you can you can spend some time out there and hit some of those things. And you can potentially visit more family and friends, but you don't have to have them make up the guest room. You can hang out in the driveway. I don't know if that's a pro or con. I, I, I put it on the pros. That could be a con. I don't know. So those are the pros. I, I don't know. What do you think of those? You know, I think there's some legitimacy there sure. uh, about those pros. And and, and and I see two things. One, RV, I think most people think of the one you drive, right? Yes. But but I think of RV also as, you know, you got the big fifth wheel. Oh, so, sure. So, uh-huh. you know, so that's, I've got, I've got clients that do that. Um, and so I think that this whole travel live out of a big, something other than a house, right? That kind of makes a difference. It's a different style of living. And, uh, and and I think that these things are true, you know, to me is how long, I know that's probably one of the cons, right? You know, <laughs> I, I think it would be neat to go see stuff and, and go out and do that kind of thing. Um, 
I don't know that I could live in one. Thing. Yeah. There is a certain uh, amount of adventure. I mean, adventure seeking. It, it sounds like it could be kind of fun, but then also kind of kind of not. And let's go through some of the cons here. They're really expensive to buy. Obviously, this is a big investment. And Philip, you want to make sure that uh, you can handle that big investment before you lock yourself in. Uh, they depreciate in value over time, which is another, you know, not not so great thing. Repairs can be costly and they use a lot of fuel. So when when things get crazy with gas prices, you have to think about that. I mean, there there are some maintenance and upkeep and cost things that I think go on the list of cons. So definitely something, I don't know how many people come in to, you know, and they're talking about this and, and you kind of got to go through both, right? The pros and the cons. You do. You definitely do. You know, you're right. I mean, RVs are expensive, whether you're buying one with four wheels or you're, you know, you're buying one, you pull behind your vehicle. They're, they're expensive, especially yeah. from COVID. Um, you know, even used ones are expensive. Yeah. But I, I encourage, I've, I've encouraged several of my clients that, that are thinking about this to, Hey, look, let's find one that's a couple years old. You know, let's do that first. And let's make sure that you really like the whole idea. Uh, I got friends that went out west and, uh, you know, just blew a tire and messed up a whole day of travel oh, and trying to find somebody out there to fix it. And so those cons are legitimate cons. And, and we need to think of those. People sometimes think, well, it won't happen to me. But hey, Oof. you know, don't when think it happens, that. it's going to happen. Yeah, don't think <laughs> that because you need to. You know, it's a whole thing, right? We prepare for the worst and hope for the best. That's the great thing about what you do, Philip, is there are very few wrong answers for the people that you help, right? Whether you want to live in an RV or just do something part-time, like what you were just talking about, downsize from your home into an apartment or condo or, or keep your current house until the day you die. There's no wrong choice. Really, the only wrong answer, Philip, is failing to put any financial plans in place for your retirement or to make decisions without going through and weighing all the pros and cons like what we're talking about. That That's the wrong thing to do. But other than that, there's no wrong answers. No, there's not. There's not. But it's planning, right? So just some key points that, that I think people need to remember is that um, if you're thinking about this, if that's something that you're, you're seriously thinking about, then, hey, look, you need to know where the money's going to come from to pay for that RV because you don't want to take it out of your retirement accounts. Mm-hmm. Because right. you're going to have to pay tax on all that money. And, and let's, let's face it, if you buy a fifth wheel, I mean, those things are seventy-five to one hundred, one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars just for a fifth wheel, and then you got to buy the truck to pull it. And then, if you buy a, a, a motorhome, motorhome, you're looking at anywhere from probably forty to a half million dollars. So you need to plan ahead. Am I going to be able to sell my house with no mortgage on it? Because that's the, that's what you're going to have to have no mortgage, and then use those proceeds to buy the RV. You know, so you got to plan this out. You can't just hit retirement day and say, okay, I'm going to go buy an RV <laughs> without really thinking right. through the process, right? Right. And that's what we're here for. You know, that's what we help people do is really plan out that retirement. What are we going to do? What's on your bucket list? What do you want to accomplish? What do you want your money to do for you in retirement? And uh, because money is just a tool, right? It, it's, it's not going to get you anything sure. if you don't use it properly. And so it's a tool. We have to put that tool to work in order to to accomplish what we want to accomplish in retirement. And that's and that's really what what I think our role is as a retirement coach is to really coach people. And, and it's helpful. 
really helpful mm -hmm. if you start before you retire <laughs> or if you start you know if you start coaching a couple years out then it's a little easier when that when game day gets here right right yeah just, just thinking about these things ahead of time um, starting to put those plans in place early enough so you're not scrambling to react. It's been fun to talk about the whole idea of the RV retirement. Um, so, so let me ask you really quickly before we start to wrap this up. Uh, we went through the pros and cons for you, yourself, Philip. Yay or nay on the RV retirement idea? What do you think? You know, I, I could not live permanently in an RV. Yeah, I, I, I just so. couldn't do it. Now, would I like to have one? to take off and, and go a month or two months out West. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sure. Okay. Um, but I don't want to give up my house. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a little extreme. Uh, well, going, you know, the other thing Jim, people don't think about that's our gathering spot, right? Yeah. When everybody comes home. Where do you, where do you get together with the kids the and the grandkids? If, right. If you don't have a home, where are you going to gather everybody? I know my husband <clears> always <throat> talks about retiring to one of those like tiny homes. And I'm like, where <laughs> will my dining room table go in a tiny, we'd have to have a separate one just for the, the dining right. room table. But our, but again, you know, some fun to talk about the whole idea of the RV retirement. Really, it's a metaphor for all those big decisions that you need to be making for your retirement in general. And Philip, as we've been saying here, whether or not you like the idea of an RV retirement, the only wrong answer here is not planning. And you want to take the same approach that we just did talking about RV retirement, weighing the pros and cons, doing the research, understanding what's going on. You need to do that about your whole retirement. That is really what we're getting at here. So as we close out the show today, what would you like to leave us with? You know, you're absolutely right. That That is the bottom line. You know, that's why for our clients, we want to be their 911, their 411. You know, something emergency pops up, we want to be there for them to help them through that process, whatever it may be, whether it's financial or other, right? We may not have the answers, but we can point them in the right direction. Same thing with a 411. We want to be there for their information. You know, again, we may not know the answers, but we'll figure out how to find them and point them in the right direction. All this goes to point to what we developed and designed, the core retirement design, so that folks can design the retirement they always dreamed of. To get started, it's simple. All you have to do is give us a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. You've been listening to the Statler Financial Radio Show. Thanks so much for joining us today. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Philip, and we'll talk to you then. Information provided during the Statler Financial Radio Show is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. All investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No strategy is guaranteed to be successful. This radio show is a paid placement.